Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 11 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Mark chapter 9 today, and our focus is on prayer and spiritual warfare. Thank you for joining us. We're a daily 10-minute Bible-focused podcast where we dig into truth by reading one Bible chapter a day. Welcome to new listeners from Al Jazeera, Egypt, Queensland, Australia, Parts Unknown, France, Estuaire Province, Gabon, Santa Barbara, California, and Joplin, Missouri. Thanks for listening. Our focus is on daily Bible reading and learning so you can jump in at any time please share the show with your friends on social media and word of mouth point them to our webpage bible2021.com where we have a contact page show notes transcript and you can subscribe there as well and you can go to bible2021.com slash reading plan to get a hold of the reading plan that we are using which is one chapter a day Today's chapter is a bit of a long one, but it's absolutely full of great teaching and very interesting incidences in the life of Jesus. In one one episode, the disciples argue about which one of them is the absolute greatest. And notice that Jesus doesn't rebuke them for wanting to be great, but rather gives them the key to greatness. If anyone wants to be first, says Jesus, he must be last and servant of all. That's Mark 9.35. We also have the transfiguration, Jesus predicting his death and resurrection, and a strong warning about the dangers of sin and the finality of hell. All of those things could be an episode or more of this show on its own, but our focus today is on the incident in John's Jesus' life that happens right after the transfiguration. A father brings his demonized son to the disciples, but they can't do anything at all with the demon. And when Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration and finds out what's going on, he's clearly frustrated at the lack of faith of his disciples. He believes they should have been able to help this boy and deliver him from the demon. So let's read the passage and see what happens. Mark chapter 9, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, then Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves to be alone. He was transfigured in front of them and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let's set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say since they were terrified and a cloud appeared overshadowing them and a voice came from the cloud, this is my beloved son listen to him. Suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with him except Jesus. And as they were coming down from the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one that they had, what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah does come first and restores all things, he replied. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come and they did whatever they pleased to him, just as it is written about him. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes disputing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were amazed and ran to greet him and he asked them, what are you arguing with him about? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. And he replied to them, 
You unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and many times it has thrown him into fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Then it came out shrieking and throwing him into terrible convulsions. The boy became like a corpse so that many said he's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him and he stood up. After he had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why why couldn't we drive it out? And he told them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer. Then they left that place and made their way through Galilee, but he did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples and telling them, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men, they will kill him, and after he is killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what are you arguing about on the way? But they were silent because on the way they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. He took a child, had him stand among them, and talk, taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he wasn't following us. Don't stop him, said Jesus, because there's no one who will perform a miracle in my name who can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is for us, and whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, It would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. So Jesus is able to deliver the boy, but the disciples don't understand how. So they ask him and Jesus tells them in what is our verse of the day, Mark 9, 21, 29, and he told them this kind can come out by nothing but prayer. That's a fascinating thing to say there because we don't see Jesus praying. Jesus merely commands the, de- commands the demon and it comes out. So what does Jesus mean here about prayer? And why in the beginning is he so upset about their lack of faith and not their lack of prayer? Well, I believe that Jesus is not suggesting that the disciples should have quickly paused and prayed before they ordered the demon out, for that's not what he himself did. I believe what Jesus is saying is that a persistent lifestyle of prayer, 
praying much day in and day out the way Jesus did will lead to spiritual victories in situations like this. When we consider Jesus' teaching on perseverance in prayer in Luke 18, 1-8, and the fact that that teaching on persisting in prayer ends with a question, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? We see that there's a connection between persistent prayer and faith. And Charles Spurgeon, one of our spiritual giants we go to for wisdom, points us to this need for more than a mere moment of prayer by saying, God does not give us everything in answer to one prayer. It may be necessary for some blessings that the prayer should be reiterated, that it should deepen, that it should grow into an aching. It may even be necessary, in order that a blessing should come, that fasting should be used with prayer in order to show the intense eagerness and earnestness of the petitioner. And I think Spurgeon is capturing the gist of what Jesus is teaching the disciples. Do not expect to have overcoming spiritual victory by simply uttering one prayer. Overcoming spiritual victory, the kind that Jesus walked in, comes with a faithful and intentional lifestyle of persisting and continuous prayer. See Luke 18, 1-8 for more on that. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse from Mark chapter 1, verse 15, which says, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the gospel. Say it one more time. Mark chapter 1, verse 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Well, friends, it is a Monday. May the Lord keep you and bless you. May he shine his face on you. May he give you a good start to your week. And may it be a safe and joyful week for you in the name and power of Jesus. Good day to you and Godspeed.